and let's get rolling. What if, Joe, we did a show, no intro, neither of us said anything through the entire minute of music? Would that freak people out, do you think? I think it's a great idea. You want to do it today? Yeah, let's do that today. All right, so today, no talking during the Royksop. Okay. All right, so like complete silence. You could do that, right? Oh, complete silence? I don't know. No, don't come know on. If I can do that. You can just like you know, pretend you're you're meditating with balls in your mouth or something. That's what I'll do too. That's a callback to episode 160. I don't know when we're going to post this show because it's an extra, but we just made a callback to episode 160. And you know how I know that, Joe, even though I never listened to the episodes? How's that? Because we did it like two nights ago. <laughs> okay. Episode 160. I'm so clever. Yeah. Sorry, there's going to be some clicking in the background. Uh, speaking of 160, since I just posted, I know you listened to it, but you haven't seen mm -hmm. the, the blemish or the um, or the write-up. Why don't you just uh, skip on over right. there? Take a look at it. Let's see. Let's let's look at the Just Be Cousins website, which is justbecousins.net. Yeah. For all you listener out there. Oh, you listener. Okay, um, here we go. It is <laughs> apples in a nutsack, scrotum-looking yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, and somebody sitting on a stool, and and those apple nut sacks sack yeah. are dangling from the. Yeah. Whew, it's early in the morning. You've I heard like of, it. And it's called a healthy pear. <laughs> nice. Right? Because you and I are a pear. Yeah. And, and a pear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, and we we did it. There was a meditation about putting my nuts in your mouth. And, yeah. Okay. So it all it's works good. out. That was my, yeah, it all kind of came together. Uh, the uh, Just so you know, uh, those, so you've heard of truck nuts. Uh, I found a picture of somebody with bike balls. Uh, that's what those are. And oh, that's what these are. Bi yeah, okay. Bike balls. That, and that's a, that clears uh, everything up. Yeah. And that's a person riding a bike, obviously bike balls. And that's a, and I think judging from the, the shape of the person in the picture I got it from and uh, what they were wearing, I, I think it's a woman, which just adds to it, right? It's a woman with bike balls, which in our case yeah, is- Yeah, that's even, that's even better. And, and the reason I went with that, just to over-explain everything, is because there's some denim in there. And you know, denim is kind of our thing whenever I want to talk about us being random, even though it was the health issue, there's randomness. It's always randomness. So it just was a whole pastiche of just because it'sness. Yeah, and the denim, the theme, which is very strong through many of the blemishes, the theme of denim, I always thought, did you confirm this for me, that it's because it's jeans, because we share jeans? Uh, no. That was not the original idea. I liked that idea. You brought that up once. I thought it was great. Okay. And so that's how we're going to keep going. But originally mm -hmm. it was um, denim because you used to call our random episodes uh, bareback, right? Okay. Yeah. You, um, the idea being we would go into the show with, with no protection, 
uh, you know, we're not protected by having a, a theme or, or a topic. We would just go in. I mean, that's what I'm assuming when you said. Yeah, I used to call it Bareback Mountain, right. which is also that was joking about because when when we got a review on a podcast a podcast review podcast called Pod Gods, they uh, they were concerned that we were Southern fellas oh. and that we were cousins and that we were having sex with each other. So there was like the the gay thing, right? And then if we're doing it without protection, then that's uh, Brokeback Mountain. But it's without protection, so it's bareback mountain. Right, because right. we're southern guys having sex with each right, other. Right. That's where I was coming from. Okay, okay. I don't so know. Where the unprotected and, you know, they're thing. wearing jeans a lot of the time. In yeah, the exactly. Movie. So that's that right, because right, they're cowboys, too. right? They're cowboys, and so they live in that's their right. jeans, and they mm-hmm. take their jeans off of each other, which is totally 100%. Um, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but uh, I'm glad that they were able to find that sort of uh, fulfilling relationship, obviously. So that's how that whole blimage came together. This show is a, a an extra Joe, and it's going to be. We're going to explain. I just now decided this. We're going to explain everything. Right. We've had one of those shows before. Maybe it's time to do it again. In the in the spirit of explaining things, there is one more question I have okay, about yeah. the nutsack bike or the yeah. bike balls. Bike balls. Bike balls. Yeah. Apple bike mm. balls. So you know, people say nuts. People mm. say huevos. Yeah. People say cajones. Yeah. I, I don't know what cajones is Spanish for, but I'm sure it's some I other. It's, I think it's Spanish for huevos. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what about apples? Now, let, let me tell you, there is there is a myth. Now, listen, my testicles aren't mythological, but <laughs> there is there's a there was a, a rumor. Started by Tomedian. Okay. Tomedian used to call me Donkey Balls. Mm. He used yeah. to call me Donkey Balls Christ. He threw my last name in there. Right. I'm sure people knew what they were talking about. Yeah, DBC. Not Jesus Christ, but Joe Neal Christ. Donkey right. Balls. And the reason why he called me Donkey Balls, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> is because I once mooned him. Wow. I had sweatpants on in the morning. I mooned him, and he took a picture. He happened to have this is back in the nineties, okay. and he had he had one of those disposable cameras. I mm. think I'm remembering this story right. And he snapped a picture, and when that picture was developed, it seemed to be more a picture of my entire nutsack yeah. hanging from my moon. That that was the the real the real. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> my ass is way bigger than my nutsack, right. but but you, we just weren't expecting to see so much nutsack. Right. And in that picture, it seemed that I had distended yeah. nuts and large nuts. And so it was Donkey Balls Edwards. <clears throat> this is taking me – this is going to bring me back to the blemish now because okay. here we go. Yeah. Are, is this – why are the nuts the size of apples? Aha. Uh-huh. Because it's the health Why episode. Why are they apples? It's the health episode, and an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So that's the deal. Apple, I think, is associated with health. So I said, okay, health episode, health apples. Uh, two of them makes nuts because of your um, of your ad, uh, and um, we'll put them on a bike just because I gotta I gotta figure out a way to make the balls dangles from something, and it got lucky, happened across this bike bike nuts bike balls picture. So. 
Apple means doctor. Okay. And and if to you me, want, if you me, want, I thought you were just yeah. saying, you know, I, that's way more creative than what I thought. You were just like, these are huge fucking balls. And and the, the idea of having huge balls and this and that that my <laughs> that my balls have have been described as huge, which is not it's not true by the way. There was some trick of the light, and and then <laughs> Tim calling me donkey balls for years and years. Right. Uh, it, it's, so I have huge nuts on the brain, and sure. here the, here these huge apples are. And right. I just thought it was. I thought you were trying to say, look at these huge apples. Well. Definitely, there needs to be... Okay, again, we're explaining stuff. You need to make them big so that you can see them in the picture, right? There has to be a balance between the size of them and the size of the rest of the picture. If I made them actual nut size, even like we find the guy in uh, the world who has the largest pair, and we took that and I hung him from the back of a bike in a photo, they're probably not going to be big enough to around enough and wide enough to make the picture look okay. So you got to make them big for that reason. And then that's the, also why when they do truck nuts, they make them big because they're hanging off the back of a truck, right? So they make them bigger than realistic. And then also because we're JBC and we've talked about the grotesque before, which is not something that's disgusting, but the grotesque, which is when you just over overplay, exaggerate something for effect. I mean, we've got that going on with these nuts as well. So all together, that's why they're they're that big. Now, I do think that you and I, because what does it mean to have big nuts? What does that mean? As far as I know, it it it's just an inconvenience. <laughs> yes, it it there's that. If you listen to JBC and have to for some reason, if you're one of those poets, <laughs> if you're one of those poor SOBs who started in like I I have to complete everything I do, some OCD bullshit then yeah we are a major inconvenience in your life like a pair of balls but if you say that guy's got a pair on him ooh, that dude's got that, he's got balls what does that mean oh okay I, I was thinking literally what does it literally mean for someone and it means that no, not you know, what your jeans are probably uncomfortable again <laughs> my nuts are only mythologically huge they're actually right. just normal old fucking nuts i don't know what it's like but i think literally it's an inconvenience figuratively yeah it means that you're courageous or that you're particularly maybe masculine or uh, yeah. you've got nerve yeah. type of thing. Guts. Maybe even a little bit foolhardy, but not in a in, in an asinine way, just sort of like an unafraid way. It's like, I'm going for it, right? You don't say yeah. somebody's got balls when they do something amazing that they knew they could do, right? When when yeah. Tony Hawk does uh, you know a 720, he doesn't have balls. He's just really good at it, right? It's no problem. But mm-hmm. when he does a 900 over the Grand Canyon, okay, now we're talking balls, right? Yeah. 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 Actually, if he if he were to jump the entire Grand Canyon on his skateboard, he could probably do way more than 900 degree turn, right? Yeah. yeah. And it would be like the Daffy Duck trick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You could only, you know, only do it once. And- yeah. Hey, and kids, don't try to skateboard jump over the Grand Canyon, the amount of speed that you would need to get to throw your body that distance, that speed would melt the bearings in uh, your wheels. You would never even get off the ramp. Well, you would, but you'd, you'd die. So don't try it. You, you need uh, wheels that have a way more circumference. So if like, okay, if you want to try it with a skateboard with like bicycle wheels or motorcycle wheels, 
And then the drop is going to have to be huge because you've got a lot of friction and uh, in the wheels and the wheels, just the axle and on the on the ramp itself. So, you know, to mitigate that, maybe what you need to do is artificially start the wheel spinning, but you can't use a motor. It's not a skateboard. And you want to lower friction. You know what? Just don't do it. You know what you do? Call up that XKCD. That was a good explanation, though. <laughs> Call up that XKCD guy. What's his name? Um, he explains stuff. He has that, that comic, XKCD. What's his name? Monroe something? Never heard of this guy. Yeah, he does these uh, online cartoons, and he's famous for being kind of a brain. And like people ask him questions like, what would be, how long would it take to eat the moon if it was actually made of cheese? And he'll like, well, you know, humans can eat this much. You need this many people and this much time. And the moon has this volume. But then he brings in these other esoteric facts like, but as the moon began to lose mass, it, the orbit would change and he does this other stuff. And he gives these really comical, but but actually scientifically precise explanations. Um, he has a couple of books out that do this and... Uh, um, and that's not what the comic is itself. It's just something he can do because he's smart. The comic itself is way more simple than that. But anyway, my point is is that you can ask him uh, how to best skateboard jump over the Grand Canyon, and he'll explain it to you. Because this is the ex explanation episode of Jay's. Yes. Of Jay hey, speaking Jay of explanations, Beans. something occurred to me. Gangster rappers yeah. from the like 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, Ice the, Cube and Snoop Dogg and the stuff, The golden right? age of uh, gangster rap, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they have become, you know, I, I guess woke. Okay. In that, you know, the, I, I feel like they're more and more kind of aware of... Uh, man, I'm having a hard time speaking here. L let me just break it down like this. Okay. It seems that since they're... They still go on tour and they sing all these, they rap all these old songs, right? Mm -hmm. And that makes me sound old. They, <laughs> these guys still rap their old songs. <laughs> they sing them, you know, the little ditties that they did about about bitches and hoes back in the 90s. Nothing but well, a G Fang and other things. Yeah. Baby. Well, and and I've I've noticed Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg kind of like going on the record about, you know, being respectful and a, a lot of the a lot of the kind of evolution that we're going through they're getting on board with that mm -hmm. and that's all, that's great and but what do they do when they go on tour and they and they have to rap all these things that clearly are not acceptable anymore have you ever thought about that they, i haven't they but... do that do they feel okay about it what's their how do they explain themselves or do they or does anybody even give a fuck except I don't, for me it just I, seems like a dilemma for them i don't know if I, I I guess they do go on tour. Uh, I mean, okay, so like uh, at a, a gathering of people last night in my home, we were talking about uh, Public Enemy uh, and uh, Bernie Sanders, right? And how uh, Public Enemy fired Flava Flav because he sued Bernie Sanders for um, using his clock imagery. Anyway, um, complicated and, and kind of silly, but... Uh, so yes, I, Public I'm, Enemy is I still. I didn't even read that. I saw a headline about Flavor Flav got fired from Public Enemy, and to me, the part of me was like kind of sad, and then part of me, then I just kind of chuckled, and I didn't even read the article. So like <laughs> yeah. that's where I'm at with that, and I'm I'm pretty big Public Enemy fan, 
but that seemed i for some reason i i, I didn't really care so he can you tell me anything more about that now suddenly i'm interested all, all i know is that like i said the bernie sanders uh campaign we're going to have public enemy perform at some campaign thing um yeah. and that to advertise this they use the the the, the clock image that um Flavor Flav, you know, is famous for. He has he wears a gigantic clock, analog clock, around a on a chain around his neck, right? So they use that image, an image like that. And the thing is, is that Public Enemy, the entity of Public Enemy, Chuck D, owns, I guess, everything. He he owns the lyrics, he owns the music, he owns all the production, blah 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 blah. The one thing he doesn't own though is Flavor Flav's. Um, uh, image and and his his clock thing right so so Flavor Flav I guess sent a cease and desist letter to the camp Bernie Sanders campaign saying you you can't use this without my permission this isn't a public enemy thing that's a Flavor Flav thing and Flavor Flav's got his own you know thing. he had that one TV show uh, Flavor of Love right yeah he's got a bunch of like non public enemy projects over yeah, yeah. the years because mm-hmm. he's a character he's a he's a um, an identity, a personality. So good for him, right? But uh, so he sued them. Chuck D, I guess, found out about this and said, you know, no, you're out. Screw you. Don't be. I, I don't think he said don't be. He said you, one, one should not bring litigation against those who wouldst uh, hire us for the making of frivolity. I don't know. I'm being really much of an asshole here. So, uh, so that's the deal. What I got on that subject. How for, canest thou excise me from thine public enemy? Public enemy. How can one who pretends to be a contributing member of a little group that we like to call the popular antagony? I don't know what I'm saying. This is stupid. Uh, so what I'm what I'm getting at, Joe, is that. <laughs> Ostensibly, Public Enemy is still touring. Because I was going to question your like saying that Ice Cube and Snoop and Dre are still touring, but well, they, they I got to believe that they're not the only people from the golden age of gangster rap. And uh, Public Enemy, I don't think you'd call them gangster rap; they were more political. But if, yeah, they they would be fine. I mean, I yeah. don't, they they weren't saying really terrible things, right? But, uh, they weren't they weren't glorifying violence right. and you know demeaning women and right i don't think that, like that it's you, you know you are you're not incorrect to say that there are songs that glorify violence and demean women i mean there there's a hell of a lot of them but i well, would especially you know well not especially there's plenty of examples of this but snoop dogg and ice cube were both oh, yeah. those are just my the first examples that came came right. to mind but I mean, there's there's egregious examples. Yeah. Well, I would guess that there's a couple things going on here, and please tell me that I'm wrong. But um, uh, back in the day, they weren't they weren't sitting down saying let's let's make a a song that uh, I don't know demeans women. Ooh, let's let's glorify. Morally, more they were trying to uh, reflect the culture, right? That they were part of, and then they were making we use this word all the time that they were doing the grotesque of it they were making it you know more obvious large almost is, is that the example or um, is that the explanation on their part no no because i'm not it saying seemed to me that they were 
glorifying. And I feel like the millions and millions and millions of children that were listening to it didn't pick up on that nuance. I, I feel like no, no, probably not. No, most people don't. I mean, I certainly don't most of the time when I'm watching a a film or a TV show or what have you. But here's what I'm saying is that, um, and this got this whole conversation is if not actually racist, bordering like people are probably listening to me going, "Who is this motherfucker? He just such a racist shithead." But I'm trying real hard not to be. Um, so they would do the the music, and you're right, it was in, some of the content was awful, but the 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 part of their music that was mainstream enough, or excuse me, was clean enough to become mainstream, and by mainstream I mean white parents let their white kids listen to it. Those songs don't really need to be um, explained, right? Nothing but a G thing, right? That's that, right? Or uh, the ne- uh, next episode, or I'm, I'm naming you know some Snoop and Dre stuff. Well, here. Uh, yeah, but the 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 reality of that was uh, most of the lyrics were kind of cleaned up or bleeped out, and then the the kids listened to the real lyrics anyway. And almost all of those songs had terrible features to them too. That all of the teenage kids of all colors including white suburban kids mm. um just sang along with all of the terrible lyrics too well, well i guess if they became well known through um public propagation and that was done uh at the permission of the censors then i guess that answer your question how do they in their woke state um perform these songs they do the the, the clean versions right and mm. then also here's the thing i wanted to really get at is if they're still touring they're still making money but my understanding is touring is not how you make money as an artist uh maybe it is back in the i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i think the way you make money these days is uh you know streaming and downloads and stuff and so if say i don't want to say snooper or Dr. Dre or Ice Cube, because I don't know, but I'll make up a rapper name. Um, back in the day, um, uh, uh, Night Whip. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> hey, not bad. <laughs> the rapper Night Whip, uh, uh, when he goes out and tours, he's hoping people will, you know, go, oh, I like that. Let's let's go to YouTube, listen to his songs, and then whoever buys cat food, because that's the ad on his, because Night Whip raps about cats. Uh, then he gets paid by Google because, you know, the cat food people give Google money for advertising. And then, anyway, who is who's going to Night Whip's shows? Is it 15-year-old kids, the ones who are on YouTube all day? No, it's their parents who were kids back in the day, right? And that's why they're going to the show now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. I remember Night Whip when I was 15 and now I'm 45. But, I well, now I'm 30, 20, 35, so now I'm going to go see his show and and i'll take my kids and and then and we can all sing along to the lyrics about you know in the case of like snoop dogg and ice cube we can go and like listen and sing along in nostalgia to the songs about bitches and guns and understand that bitches and guns and murder was actually just a report on on the current state of things and and it's not anything that they were trying to to glorify at the time and, and yeah. they weren't profiting off of the the propagation of of these terrible acts and ideas and notions yeah yeah the uh um if anything the um you know the mother and father can say to their kid hey we're gonna go see night whip 
And he's going to say some pretty harsh things. But what you got to remember is, for some people, that was life. And so what we can take from his concert, son and daughter, is that we as a people need to come together and uh, and um, buoy up uh, the souls of the disenfranchised so that they do not have to suffer and do not have to be hoes and do not have to be, you know, thugs and robbers and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I like the idea that Ice Cube was was just reflecting like the the ills of society, but I feel like back in the day he might not have done a responsible job about making clear his intentions. Well, was that his job though? I mean, I, I no w- no. I'm not saying it was his job, but uh, but uh, I feel like he he might have been irresponsible. No. See, okay. I, I you don't so, you don't think Ice Cube was in any way irresponsible? No. <laughs> with with his his uh with his music. I, oh, by I, the way, I, I can't yeah. help but enjoy it. I just think about it nowadays, and it yeah. and it seems it seems so egregious. And at the time, I don't feel like it was clear to the millions and millions of children that were being influenced by it. Okay. Well, here's the thing. That that this was, these are things, everything now here that Ice Cube is going to speak about, Mm -hmm. these are things that he's not really on board with, and he'd like to see them change. And what he's trying to do is shine light on it to make it change. In fact, if that was his intention, I think he failed utterly. Again, I'm not talking about what his job is. Right. And and, and literally, his job was to, to, he wanted to, I'm guessing... He wanted to sell a lot of albums. Yeah, I don't think I'm completely out of bounds there. Right, and I think by by being unclear about his intentions, he was able to sell more albums. Now that's just a theory on of mine. Now, now, and and, yeah. and to me, I'm going to go ahead and say that that seems a little bit irresponsible. And now, as you hear him in his more woke state, I feel like that publicly hasn't really been addressed do you think that if uh now now cube went in, in back in time to then cube would he say um understand what you're trying to do here but uh you need to you need to rein it in a little bit because this is kind of egregious do you think then cube would say anything but motherfucker the only reason you're able to afford that motherfucking time machine is because all the motherfucking money i'm making right now motherfucker that was, that's my answer is that he wouldn't say that to old cube because then he he wouldn't have made as much money and so he wouldn't he wouldn't make that sacrifice yeah for the you know, for moral reasons. And when you think about like the, I the, question ice cubes morality. Well, well, and, see, let me just say this. The, the, the Cinderella story of a lot of these musicians is that they are, they live in poor, violent, misogynistic neighborhoods. Uh, and yeah. then they, they turn those experiences into music and then, you know, a record company comes along and says, hey, we'll give you a tiny slice of the huge amounts of money we're going to make off of you. And these mm-hmm. guys are like, yes, because one, I don't want to have to live, you know, hand to mouth every day. Two, I would love to be able to live the kind of lifestyle where, um, you know, I I am not starving. Right. It's like, yeah, they want money. Right. And it's not. The, the, I'm the not pr- saying they were being unreasonable. 
Right. Yeah, I'm getting as they 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 were they they grew up in a culture. So did I, by the way, where the, whatever you got to do to get paid, you should probably do within reason. I mean, Snoop or Ice Cube decided to do uh, you know, music instead of robbing banks, right? And I think between the two of them, we you and I would agree which is the more moral thing to do. Huh. And here's yeah. yeah. And, and despite the things I've already said, which has been a lot in excessive, we should probably move on. I don't think that we have any business as the consumers of art to even consider the artist's intention because, and we've talked about this, after an artist um, unveils his or her work, it no longer belongs to him or her, right? There are people who listen to Ice Cube and go, you know, what I said, hmm, what an interesting sociological pastiche. Uh, we must investigate further. Other people go, yeah, I'm going to go shoot somebody in the face. And neither of those people uh, have to explain themselves to Ice Cube, nor does Ice Cube have to explain either of those people to anyone. Well, you're, you're, you're coming back to obligation, and I don't think that Ice Cube has any obligation to me or anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am simply responding to what I think was a phenomenon that ended up <clears throat> exacerbating violence in ah, society. Okay. See, I I would have to see. Now let me let me continue. Yeah. So if gangster rap didn't, I don't think it shined a light, and then it it wasn't in any way an antidote or a, a helpful thing when it comes to. <clears throat> the the violence and and uh, <clears throat> demeaning of women. <clears throat> I don't I don't think it helped at all. In, in fact, I think that it might have amplified the problem a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe that has been addressed, unfortunately, by like right wing fucking assholes. And I, I don't consider myself a right wing asshole, but it it does. Now that everybody is very aware of language and what is and what is not offensive mm-hmm. i feel like there's a there's a trepidation to really address what was going on there mm-hmm. with uh with gangster rap i do not think that ice cube has an obligation to explain himself i don't i don't think it was his job to be socially mm-hmm. responsible okay um that that's not my argument at all gotcha. i okay. just find it bizarre that that people are afraid to really take a, a look at at maybe how harmful gangster rap was and if the intention was to hey everybody look at this and how terrible it is boy did that backfire because that was not the effect that it had as far as i understand sure yeah i i'm saying let's not consider intentions and and, and you're right Attentions aside, let's go back and see the effect, because uh, that's a legitimate mm-hmm. query. I'd have to see some statistics, uh, but I'm definitely biased on the side of, of of what you said. I'm biased on the side of do not want to go back and investigate and find bad things about, right? Because I will be mm-hmm. – I'm sort of like um, maybe unreasonably defending uh, their rights to say whatever they want. But um, um, I, I'm totally on board with that, by the way. I, I, I think that what you said about an artist <clears throat> just, you know, they're reflecting, you know, things that they're aware of, they're, mm-hmm. they're, and then they just, they express themselves. I'm totally on board with that. Right. I don't think that people should necessarily um, 
censor themselves in any way, even if they have something terrible and, and egregious to say. But I do think that it's okay to just look at a situation and look at art and see what art's effect is, mm-hmm. especially if it's a huge phenomenon, a huge cultural phenomenon, and just be honest about, wow, what did the the art was reflecting this and then what did what effect did the art have socially i i don't think there's anything uh, you know wrong with just making those observations yeah well let's here i'm going to do some clicking i apologize for the clicking in the background mm-hmm. but i i have this theory just popped in my head i want to see if it's true um and it's based on this understanding that rap is a reflection of what's going on perhaps back then it was as we're as mm-hmm. we're saying um, well i think that that's actually ice cube's explanation though is that is he it? was kind of a reporter from the streets okay to well, me that seemed like an excuse well well let's talk about it this way in terms of uh let me talk, talk about it this way america and western civilization went through a period where well let's just say those of you who are old enough to remember the 80s and the 90s, uh, with a, a brief eight-year span of Clinton, Clinton, Clinton of Clinton, uh, the 80s were Reagan, 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 Reagan and Thatcher, right? Even uh, the two Bushes after Reagan were just Reagan wannabes, and one of them was not good at it, another one was really bad at it, but um, <laughs> yeah. out of that... That's a good way to sum it up, by the way. <laughs> That's just my myopic point of view, but that uh, out of out of that era, we saw the rise of other music styles like like punk, for example. Punk, I think, I don't think I'm going out on a limb when I say that punk was a reaction to Thatcherism, right? There's some working class stuff going on in there, and there's some there's uh, shades of uh, shades of uh, nationalism um, for sure, but for the most part, punk was like. You know, if you're not rich, you're fucked, right? And so I feel like uh, rap was just the uh, at the uh, the black community's uh, punk, so to speak. And I think they started at about the same time, right? They've got tendrils of roots in the '70s, but the reason why they really took effect and became um, publicly uh, enamored of was uh, because of the the era, the the Reagan and Thatcher era, right? And and it's interesting to me that. That time period produced in the West two kinds of music. It produced, if, if I'm correct here, reactionary music like rap and punk. It also produced uh, bubblegum candy music, right? Like uh, the, uh, you know, like your, your, your Britney Spears's, that's a little bit later, but your Tiffany's and your, um, yeah, yeah, bubble, yeah. the bubblegum pop, right? And that's interesting because that is supposed, to, I think that was a, 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 a you know, like a car, a car, a caricature of of white bliss. Like, yo, I'm I'm young and I'm confused about love and love, love, love. but yeah, fuck you, right? When it just it cracks me up that you've got a male dominated reactionary music scene, and then you've got a mostly female featured bubblegum pop scene, right? Both of which, and I'm just now realizing this, both of which you've overlapped them are essentially misogynistic bubblegum pop is misogynistic it infantilizes women especially teenage girls and we could do a whole another episode about that but um mm-hmm. but uh i think that's what's going on so if 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 ice cube sits down interview and they say hey you you talked about denigrating women and he said yeah i was just talking about what was going on 
at the time. For someone to say, that's kind of an excuse, I think he would have to come back and say, well, fuck you, because if you weren't there, you don't know what you're saying. Also, it wasn't just my neighborhood. It was the whole fucking planet. Rich motherfuckers were getting rich by keeping a lot of us down, and we were reduced to... Um, well, now I'm infantilizing black communities. I shouldn't do that. They weren't reduced to, but uh, <coughs> they the ills of, of humankind were perpetuated in these environments that were not given a fair opportunity to develop and grow. I hope that doesn't sound terribly racist. It's not my goal, but... Again, this is all uh, maybe being a little bit generous to Ice Cube, at least back then Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, yeah, I I wasn't there. I don't know. No, you were. I'm, I'm no, just, you were. Though I'm, I'm just reflecting on what it seems the effect of gangster rap in perpetuating violence was. Well, well the, I don't I, know if Tiffany perpetuated. I, I think you did make an argument, and surprisingly effectively so, that Tiffany perpetuated misogyny, though. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I might go on out on a limb here that, <laughs> that gangster rap might have perpetuated violence a little bit more than Tiffany uh, perpetuated misogyny, but well, maybe I'm wrong. We could, you know, get into a deeper, slightly philosophical argument about how uh, uh, a daily violent act is not as impactful as the ongoing perpetuation of misogynistic. Um, uh, themes or mores or whatever we want on or or we could just say that and i'll just agree i think that tiffany the the effect that tiffany had on society might have been um might have been just as terrible right that doesn't really address what i'm saying yeah well here's what i would like to take from what you're saying in terms of effect because i would have to go back and listen to statistics (laughs) i don't know if they exist to see that um violent violence uh in the uh, in the uh so yo mtv raps is the vehicle through which rap music became uh known on a national level uh as opposed to a local level because like if you live in a neighborhood where there are people who make that music you know about it but if you're on the other coast you might not and yo mtv raps even more brought it to the white folks right so i would have to see a bump in violence uh after that happened, you know, that span of time, not yeah, just you. Yeah. And, and, and I could be this, this could all be just my sense of things, which could be mm-hmm. totally inaccurate, but, but I don't, I don't think it's a stretch just as a notion that, um, that it didn't help the violence. Right. Well, here's gangster rap didn't help the, the violence. Let's, let's bring it up to now. You're about to have a child. I have a child and maybe my child and your child, your child are hanging out one day and you're like, you know, they find in a, a, a box in the basement, uh, one of, a, let's say, let's say me, I don't know, or you, doesn't matter, a box of old cassette tapes. I'm like, what the fuck are these? And they start listening to, you know, OG Snoop and OG Dre and OG Cube. And oh, I, I'm 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 going to introduce as soon as my kid is old enough, or as soon as he becomes aware. I'm I'm definitely going to be like, here, let yeah, let's listen to this. And then no, uh, this is what I'm saying, Joe. They don't have our parental guidance. They just start listening to it oh. on their own. Okay, and then they listen to it so much that they're oh, I, singing I the lyrics 
they're singing the lyrics and they're really getting into it and they're starting to buy, you know, retro clothes and all this stuff. Do you have any fear whatsoever that as a result of this, without your guidance, that your son is going to pop caps in bitches' asses? No. No. No, I don't. But you probably do have a fear, and this is the fear that I have, that he is going to be singing some of those lyrics on the bus and someone's going to overhear him and think <laughs> that he hates women. Right? That's a legitimate fear, right? That's a legitimate concern. Yeah. And so if you're living in an environment where people refer to women with the terms bitch and hoe, if that's a if that is in your your uh the context and with, with within which you live, um mm. and then you hear somebody saying that on the bus cuz he's singing a song, you don't question it as bad. But if you're living in a in a society that's quote unquote woke, right? Uh, and you hear somebody saying that, then you think that person is awful. And you don't want people to think your kid's awful, right? <clears throat> no. Right. No. So so it's interesting that we call uh, respect for women and a bunch of other things too. It's interesting we call that woke. Well, what we should really call that is, duh. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And mm -hmm. so, and, and I think that's when you mentioned earlier about some you know, the conservatives somehow helped us. Well, they were railing against gangster rap at the yeah, time. Yeah, but that was, okay, yeah. All right, I thought what you were saying is that they were railing against, um, railing against uh, language. And... Well, well, they were mostly, I think, just saying that uh, this stuff glorifies violence. Okay. And, and because I just, because I've been thinking about it lately... And and my original question was, and and look, I don't, I don't think you're going to get on board with me that that there was that gangster rap might have exacerbated a a, a problem. Uh, I don't think you're going to get on board with me there. Um, but but how about this? I wonder which songs Ice Cube chooses now because the the social environment is clearly different. And mm -hmm. in retrospect, let's give Ice Cube some credit. He's trying to explain now why he came up with this stuff and mm -hmm. that there was that that he had that he had a maybe a, a moral center back then that that was stronger than what it came off as mm -hmm. you know and th that's uh, that seems to be his explanation so but but when he goes on tour what songs does he choose and 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 how does he get away with if he's choosing a song i don't know let's say he's he does a i'm looking through some songs here what if he what if he did <clears throat> A bitch is a bitch. You ever heard that song? I, I don't classic. think that I've had. Yeah, well, NWA classic. I want, we, he probably has to take that one. Which ones does he keep on the set list? Well, and which he keeps, ones does he kick off? He keeps the ones I, we we talked about this. He keeps the ones that have been uh, passed the sanity test of of time. Who passed the sanity test of, of fame back in the day? Yeah, he might have had a song called "A Bitch Is a Bitch," but what if he had a song that was just somehow? Ice Cube came with a song that was essentially Skrillex on acid, right? Does not fit at all with his genre. He's not going to play that now either because when people go, the, he came up with that because he liked it and he put it on that album because he liked it. But now he mm -hmm. does not play the song because he likes them. He plays the songs because that's what people want to hear. And the ones they want right. to hear are the ones that fit in with their quote unquote woke mentality. And if he needs to change some things around, he'll do that. If he wants to push the envelope a little bit just to remind people, hey, you should not get credit for being woke. You don't. That doesn't. We don't praise you for realizing what you should have known all along. 
You don't get a cool word for it. If he wants to push that a little bit by shocking people with, you know, a song like that, he, he's doing it in, in a context where that kind of explanation is possible. And I think okay. there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Uh, my, my theory is that he he pulls from his entire repertoire. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that he he doesn't really hold back at all and he doesn't explain it. And the people that come to watch him just choose not to question it. Well, if we take the intentionality out of it, then we know that he will continue to perform as long as people want him to. And if he's making, if he's performing songs people don't like for whatever reason, because they're woke or because they always knew it was bad or because it doesn't, you know, remind them of their childhood or it does remind them of childhood, anything, any reason they don't want to hear it. If he performs only those songs or majority of those songs, he will not be performing for much longer. And then it's a moot point because people aren't going to his shows. So he knows as well as anybody, probably better than anyone, uh, or at least better than you and I, that you got to sell out if you want to make oh, money. Yeah. You got to. Definitely. And and again, I'm taking the intention out of it. I'm just, I, I've, I'm just floating a theory. I don't know what his intention is. I just think that he plays songs from his entire catalog, mm-hmm. and I don't know what his intention is with that. And I don't know okay. if, he, if he explains it or not. And I feel like the people that go to his shows just enjoy it. And, and again, I don't know what their intentions are, mm-hmm. but I, it seems like it would be difficult to really delve into some of the lyrics and, and question question the lyrics it seems like like it would be morally kind of difficult to go there and and so maybe they don't i I don't know yeah i don't know and and so uh i didn't mean to to bring us off on this tangent no it's fine hey we're a couple middle-aged white dudes trying to justify our disdain for old hip-hop right (laughs) we don't have to stay for old hip-hop we kind of like it that's if that's how you're describing my perspective you're incorrect no 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 i was being sarcastic obviously no 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 i no joe let's be clear you and i both like music a lot and i think this is not too much of a stretch we like music more than the average person does and the majority of people have a level of music love ours is a little bit higher than that average perhaps Mm -hmm. it's not the highest but we like music more than most of our friends do i think that right but but you you feel that my argument here is I, I'm catching through your sarcasm that you you feel that that there's a problem though with with my perspective because I'm white and because no, no 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 I'm an older dude like that my observations about this are somehow just invalid. No, your observations are very cogent for me, and your observations are very cogent for people who want to be part of this discussion but your observations and mine and this is true for everybody for all time are not um cogent for those who have any reason to reject the premises before the argument even starts right and so i hear what you're saying and i think it's good discussion i disagree on some points but that's fine we're two different people we respect sure. each other so um hey now we're getting back into the explanation part of the show Woo-hoo, i'm over explaining you mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh uh, so yeah, the fact that we are white, there will be people who could listen to this conversation and will say, it doesn't matter anything they say. And it doesn't matter. Those people who say that could be white, could be black, could be whatever. Yeah. There They're, are some conversations that were, that we, no, it doesn't matter what we say. It will be invalid just by right. virtue of our position. Right. Our, some, 
or yeah. are who we are. There will some people say that. Uh, and that's good. We're not allowed to make observations about certain things. No, we are. Thoughts. We are allowed to. Things. I'm just saying that there are people. I'm making fun of the fact that, and we do this too. You and I do this with other people as well. I'm making fun of the fact that there are people who reject this argument from its beginning based on not the argument itself, but that from which it comes, which is we're white, we're middle-aged, we did not grow up in rough neighborhoods, we're male, so we don't know what it's like to be mistreated for our, our gender, blah, 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 right? And so our perspective is the same perspective that's been shoved down the throats of people for millennia, but I, I don't I don't believe that we should not be listened to, and I'm certainly not going to say, hey, this last half hour was just a joke, guys, reject it, because we're not worthy. No, 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 no. I was making, I was being silly. I don't think you, Joe, if I disagree with you, Joe, it's not because of who you are or what you are or where you're from. I, it might, I'm disagreeing with a fundamental, uh, uh, a fundamental, um, I don't know, truth that you're arguing for. And like I said, we just, we disagree and that's, but we do agree that music is amazing. And we do agree yeah, yeah, that's as true. music lovers <laughs> that people should listen to that music. And we do agree that our, our sons, will listen to that music and they'll listen to it. When when my son visits you, you're going to say, okay, look, the artists who made this, in my opinion, were irresponsible, but it's good music, right? And when mm-hmm. your son comes to visit me, I'm going to say, hey, this music uh, um, can be listened to uh, in the context of reflecting on an era. And when my kid comes back from your house and tells me what you said, I'm not going to call you up and say, motherfucker, why did you say that? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, oh, that's, right. I'm glad you got the perspective from Uncle Joe. And then vice versa, when your kid goes home to you, you're not going to say, did he tell you they were irresponsible? No. Right. And, and you know, I, I, I think this concern comes from I – have, I have some friends that kind of work in like social services and that are mm-hmm. teachers and stuff. And one of – the reason why – I think some of the mumble rap really bothers me is because uh, a lot of that is about uh, violence and, and drugs and, um, and, and it, it glorifies it. Mm-hmm. One could say, though none of them I don't think ever have, that they're just reporting on what's going on in their environment, which is a bunch of drugs and, and continued misogyny and stuff like that. Right, right. And I have friends that work with young people and, and these kids – their influences are their parents, but some of these kids, you know, don't don't have a strong influence from their parents. Mm-hmm. And their influences are the people that they look up to, their peers and and the musicians that they listen to. Yeah. And some of these kids are developing drug problems and and they're deep into misogyny and yeah. and uh, it, it's the the music that they listen to becomes an excuse for them, not an excuse, but the listen they they cite musicians and uh-huh. they really do take this this perspective this is my understanding <clears throat> i work at taco bell so i don't fucking know but but <laughs> the it, it makes it a problem because mumble rap glorifies to such an extent the drug use and the misogyny that that these kids that's a competing influence sure. for them and it wins out and they'll continue to do drugs and and be irresponsible with their own lives because that influence is so strong. Right. And yeah. and so when I think back to to gangster rap, I wonder if the same thing was happening and it's and it it chills me a bit. Perhaps, yeah, but I think you would agree that mumble rap can't we can we can't really hold it responsible for originating 
Um, like there's not some no, kid no. who's living and, a normal and life. I, I never would make that argument. Right, right. And I didn't make the argument that that gangster rap was the impetus of right. of cultural violence. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that. I really do think that in its inception, it was a reflection of what was already going on. Yeah. But I, but I feel like when teenagers get to these crossroads where um, they have competing influences in their lives, and and the, the that's where I feel that some music is in some kid's life a, a real dangerous influence. Yeah. And well, that's, uh, I think that's a great way to put it competing influence. However, <laughs> uh, it's you a know, competing influence, I, not the only one right. for sure. I, I'm not down there in the trenches, so I can't speak to this, but I would, I wonder if like, okay, let's take this kid's life. We're going to erase every exposure to mumble rap. And we're going to place it with country music. Now let's see if the kid's any better. And I said, no, it's just gonna be a different kind of fucked up because of, you know, uh, where he's grown up, right? It, it's not going to yeah, be... Yeah, it would be a different kind of fucked up, but yeah. it, it might not be uh, Xanax and then fentanyl and then death. Right. Well, eh. see, I, I know I'm going to go off on a, a tangent. Take us off a tangent. We only got like seven minutes left, but I feel like... Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Listen, this is good. I am sorry for the gangster rap. Good God! No, that well, you know this what? Is not what I wanted to do this morning. I really wanted to laugh and have fun. And sorry, I, and God damn it, we got right. into it again. Well, we're passionate about these things. But what I was going to say was, uh, I feel like, look, I don't want kids to be taught that uh, abusing drugs to the point of uh, rejecting reality is something that's a viable way to live. I want them to be yeah, taught. But you that. already have to. You have to come with certain vulnerabilities. In order to 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 be affected by those influences, in yeah, a I don't way that's know. It's going to be harmful. I don't. I don't know. It's, again, I'm going to go off on tangents um, about. I, there are okay. There are people. Let's just forget about the environments they come from. There are people who are yes vulnerable and susceptible to undue influence. Uh, that's true. And I feel yeah, and, like and the people I'm thinking about right now are the, are the people my friends work with. Who, you know, the, these are kids of. I mean, it, yeah. The, the 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 through line is that they're you know, you know, white, black, Hispanic. It doesn't matter. The the kids that that come from, you know, maybe emotionally distant households, or or there's you know the connections, the attachments that they have to their parents and their family are kind of tenuous or or strenuous, and and that makes one vulnerable. Because their parents have become a different kind of influence and yeah. maybe not as strong of a positive influence. And this type of thing can happen, as I understand it, it, it can happen rich, poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th this is nobody's really safe from this. Sometimes families are, are not as strong as they could be. Mm -hmm. And those are the kids that are very susceptible to the glorification of violence and drugs in right. music. Yes, so and, that's and, what I was going to And it, I think that it's it can be a real problem. It's something contend, to contend with. And I'm, I'm just assuming that gangster rap might have had the same kind of influence sure. on vulnerable kids, uh, white, black, Hispanic, um, back in the 90s. Okay, and, and I don't think that you're wrong in that in that capacity at all but i'll say this and this is where i'm going to get a little controversial one it sounds like it's not the kids that need 
to be, let's say we're talking about therapy. The kids do need therapy, but the parents need it more because they're not providing the correct environment for their kids. I could not agree with you more. I think the biggest problem is not gangster rap and not mumble rap. You can, your kids don't have to be vulnerable in any way to that. The big problem, where the problem comes from is really the, their environments that lead up to their exposure to this music. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, this, this is what society does. They say, okay, we have to decide whether to therapize. Is that a word to therapy somebody? I'm going to make it a verb. We have to, we have to decide whether we're going to give therapy to the, to the youth to the parents, or we're going to take away what we think is their influence. Well, the easiest thing to do as a politician is to say, uh, "These kids with their gangster rap," right? And so I don't. I I I think that it is definitely the former. I, I think it's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea to take away this potentially dangerous artwork because taking away the ability to to freely express oneself is is a big problem. In and of itself, right, right. I, 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 well, here's what so I'm, I want. I'm never, I'm never making the argument that mumble rap should be taken away. Right. I just, I, I, I feel like that it becomes an obstacle when problems already exist. Certainly, and that's also going to be true for everything. It's it, whether it's fashion or um, uh, television or um, uh, the perception of politics at that time or the existence of Twitter or Fortnite or donuts. I mean, anything can be anything that doesn't help in these situations, anything that doesn't help you get healthier is, mm-hmm. is going to be a detriment. Right. And maybe mumble rap is really, it's obvious in there. It's visceral. And so it's easy to, to, to look at how it has an influence. So if you're saying it had an influence, yeah, but, and this is, again, I'm going to get controversial here, but if rich or poor, some kid is growing up in a bad environment, his parents are not doing him right, and as a result of that, he starts taking drugs and listening to mumble rap, and he takes more drugs, and then he overdoses and dies. On the one hand, that's tragic. On the other hand, I don't give a fuck. Because the per- the person who go- is going to suffer the most, or who should suffer the most in that whole scenario, are going to be the parents. They're going to get their just desserts. They fucked up. They didn't raise their kids right. For whatever reason, they were too selfish or too stupid, and now the poor kid's dead. However, Joe, on the other hand, if this kid is growing up in this environment, and things aren't going well, and he starts doing drugs, and he starts listening to mumble rap, and he decides to start referring to women in uh, bad ways, and be insulting and perpetuate misogyny. That's when I, as uh, a member of the society, am willing to step in and say, whatever it is that's, that's helping you do this, we're taking it away from you. Whether it's the drugs or the music or your parents or donuts or denim or Fortnite, I don't give a fuck. We're taking it away. If you want to kill yourself, go do it. One less asshole in the world, I'm happy. If you want to go hurt other people, no. Big no. And then it's up to me as the person who's stepping in and you know wielding this this baton of righteousness. It's up to me to decide uh, what I think is going to keep them from continuing to do these bad things, right? Whether it's the music or the drugs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going you're going full robot now. Say something. Yeah, you're robotting hard. Too. Am I? I can barely hear the last 
like minute of what you said. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Okay, we only have 30 seconds left. I know we have way more to talk about, but let's talk like robots until the Roy Sub comes on. I think that Mama Rap is amazing. I'm just going to do... Am I roboting too? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I, I feel like... I, I hope I didn't waste this entire episode talking about Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg and Don't, Mumble Rap. And, you, you're not saying it like a robot. I think that this being a canned episode and a bonus doesn't matter what it's about. And we can say that it's social commentary. Oh, that sounds crazy. I wonder what's going on with the computer. Hey, man, is it recording like this? Yeah, it is. I think. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, let me see. I don't know if it's a memory issue. I'll turn off this. Maybe that'll help. Nope. Well. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is, a, this is a new problem with the show. It is. This has never happened. Tell you what, um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, just let it go. Okay, we'll just let it go. Um... Am I recording smoothly? No, no. No, no. No, not at all. That sounds kind of industrial. What a great ending to have kind of a serious topic about uh, all this shit when... Clearly, even my computer is like, you fuckers don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. Your computer has had enough of this discussion. <laughs> you know what's cool? I think uh, no one is going to make it to the end of this episode. <laughs> Any of our listener that was in it said, they're like, oh man, it's it's minute 45 and they're still talking about this shit. I've got to hit stop. Like, nobody's going to hear the disaster that is at the end of this episode anyway. So, well, you will. You'll hear it. I don't know, it might be that I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the, uh, audio, the, the levels, and they don't look like they're all choppy and weird, but I don't know. Maybe what I'm seeing is, I don't know. It's not indicative of what is being recorded. Maybe it's just that we're hearing it, but the software is... No, but if you hear it, I I'd hear love it. to respond to you, but I can't hear anything but this. say things like luscious boobies. Did you hear that? Luscious boobies. You said luscious babies? Luscious babies. Delicious babies. <laughs> wow, the roboting like turned this into a completely different roadstop. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't want to say evil, but Nobody's listening. Would you feel comfortable if if I did some NWA lyrics at some point in as a thespian? I think you should. Yeah. Let me tell you how much time you got left, so that you can properly pace yourself. Um, and then let me also say this: I think the problem might be Skype. I don't okay. think it's my computer. I think Skype is fucking up, and or um, it's it's and an I internet connection. Killing thing. time, so I can't do the thing. 
That's no, no, I do want you to. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, you got a minute and a half. Go. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna just try to take this to the end. No, no, no. I, I feel like you might, you might not like this. Do it. I was looking up the lyrics to "A Bitch Is a Bitch." Okay. And it seems like in thespian, I don't know if it would be funny, but uh, ugh, it'll be something. <laughs> I go for it. A bitch is a bitch. From poor to rich, I talk the exact same bitch. Get in real close to the microphone. But all women have a little bitch in them. It's like a disease that plagues their character. Talking about all of the women in America. Everybody say, fuck you, Ice Cube! 